Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. It's a special edition for Friday, October the 16th. We are coming to you from our separate homes across the Midwest. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today, I've got <laughs> two special K-Dub guests. And Zoe. <laughs> K-Dub and a dog's ass. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> That's funny. This will be an interesting one. I know. Oh. <laughs> See if That's you can avoid getting it. whacked in the face. Those who are watching <laughs> yeah. it live, they're like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> That's what's that, going that on. That tail is brutal. That tail is like not quite a baseball bat, but like close. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. pretty whippy. It's brutal. Well, we are here with a special episode. Like we've said for a while now, we're on a break, so we're not doing the normal, regular, weekly shows, but we do have a couple opportunities to come at you guys uh, during the month of October. Starting with today, we're going to do a recap, a review, kind of a wrap-up of The Boys Season 2. We both watched it in full. We're going to talk about it. Uh, So thanks, everybody, for joining us who's listening. Thanks for those who have joined us online, on social media, on the YouTube channel, wherever you're watching. If you're watching right now, we appreciate it. Uh, Just holler at us throughout if you've got something to add to the conversation. We read all of it, and we just might include some of it in this week's episode. So let's let's just jump right in. First of all, before we do, before we break down the boys, it's been a few weeks. God, it's been like three weeks, it feels like, or more. <laughs> what have you been up to? What have you been doing besides watching the boys? What have you been up to? Oh, uh, just kind of well, work's been picking up and stuff again. And uh, we've been trying to do a little better about like uh, getting out for walks and getting our health around and stuff like that. And right. I apologize to anybody listening. My dog is in and out. So. <laughs> but, and the other two dogs got to go for a walk. She didn't. She's not happy about it. Yeah. But, uh, but no, um, you know, just work and just kind of, uh, I've been getting out again, looking for some things and some flea markets and stuff. And it's not been too bad. It's usually me and maybe two other people roaming around and, yeah. They're wearing their masks. So, I mean, it, I, I'm not really touching anything. I'm just, I'm looking with my eyes, not looking with my hands. So right. I'm trying to be as safe as I can, you know, but outside of that, you know, I wish I had some fun, exciting stuff. <laughs> just still, doing, trying to get, still doing the lockdown stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to find a little normalcy in the craziness. So yeah. I How about you? you? I have, uh, been trying to work on some other projects it's just been one of those days like today i was sitting in the car line waiting to pick up one of the kids and i was just chewing gum and i was like something doesn't feel right and i said rub my tongue and like one of my teeth like the back of my tooth like so it's up against my tongue like there's like this big divot like just fell out now i don't know there was like no <laughs> filling there and it's like so i've got like this like this big crater in the back of one of my teeth. I'm like, oh, all right. Look like I got fucking meth mouth now. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that happened to me like a couple of years ago. 
And I'm like, what? What is going on? Yeah. Is that a thing? You get older and this just happens? Or what? <laughs> just these like, divots start popping out of your teeth? It looks like a back of a fucking close-up of a golf ball now. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so got to get that taken care of. Got to go get the flu shot sometime, which everybody's saying this year's flu shot sucks. It hurts on the way in, and it hurts once it's in. From yeah. everybody who's had one, they've all said flu shot this year is just brutal. But So that's the shitty stuff, but the fun stuff. So uh, our buddies over at Funko have been just like inundating me with shit here. <laughs> so not shit, it's good stuff. But uh, yeah. this year Funko's got these uh, card games. There's like a whole bunch of them. Um, okay. We've been playing through those as a family so I can write up a review about those on the website. So look for that when it gets a little closer to Christmas over at popgoestheculture.com. But there was the... The Christmas Vacation one, there's an Elf one, Frosty the Snowman, all kinds of different shit. Gremlins, oh, wow. uh, there's a Toy or not Toy Story, a Christmas Story uh, one there. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is not a card game. I'm not sure exactly how this plays. And It's funny, I got my green screen going, so it's like it's floating and fucking it's in space. <laughs> it's just, but uh, it's an Elf game. And then so they sent that for a, for us to review and decide if it was you know something we would want to recommend for folks for Christmas. I was like, yeah, sure, we'll take a look. We, we love Funko. So cool. for doing that, today this big-ass box shows up. Let's <laughs> see if I can even get it on the screen here. This big box shows up from Funko today. Uh-huh. And it's like crammed full of all kinds of Funko stuff. We've got <laughs> some kind of some kind of Toy Story game, card game, just kind of as a whatever. And they're uh, really getting a lot of that stuff out there now. There's a uh, pop socket, a Wonder Woman pop socket. I don't know if you can see that or not. But. Nice. Uh, here's one of the uh, pop keychains. It's the uh, the little aliens from Toy Story as Buzz Lightyear. Nice. So that came in there. A couple of pops in here. There's a 70s Bob from the Minions. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I don't know why they thought I would appreciate a 70s Bob, but I do. <laughs> and then there's a uh, holiday oh. Mickey Mouse in here. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's uh, Let's see. What else? A couple of flash drives with the whole like fall or winter catalog of Funko's stuff. So be looking for that. Christmas card for us over here at Pop Goes the Culture it says seasons greasy seasons greetings. See if I can read tonight. <laughs> Funko wishes you a happy holiday and a joyous New Year. So check that out from our friends Funko's over. Like, Take it greasy, boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just keep keep right on. And then of course the card from the uh, what's her exact title? Director of Public Relations. So so thanks to our friends at Funko. I've got a bunch of shit to go through now. So. I see that. So, yeah. Thanks thanks again to Funko for sponsoring this episode, apparently, of the Bob Goes to Culture <laughs> podcast. But, yeah. Hey, why a, not? What a fun. So, uh, so let's get to it. We're going to talk The Boys Season 2. And I've just kind of got some uh, highlights from each episode, some of the talking points. We don't necessarily have to go talking point by talking point, but we will kind of touch on it almost episode by episode. So, um, yeah. We'll start off with the you know, the season premiere, episode one of season two. Uh, it really, I mean, yeah, it wasn't the obviously wasn't the same as the season premiere for episode one because that's when Huey gets his, you know, his calling. His, you know, I gotta yeah. stop the soups because they killed my girlfriend and bought just bought us out. You know, settled for it and stuff. So. It's not the same in that respect, but in another respect, it's pretty much the same fucking thing because everybody's on the run and 
You know, nobody, I don't know. It's just, I understand it just picks up where season one ended, like literally, like within minutes of season one ending, but it, it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of status quo change. It's like, hey, look, the guys are still wanted there because they spent all of season one hiding from, you know, the the seven and the other soups that, I don't know, I, just, I was a little underwhelmed with like, oh, we're starting off with everybody's still hiding out. Nothing, nothing really new there, but... Um, well, it we, was kind of funny, you know, it started out with uh, the Black Noir killing the quote-unquote yeah. <laughs> super soup terrorist, yeah. you know, uh, Nakeem, and uh, he, you know, comes walking through with his head, and there's that little kid, and he's like standing there with the head, and he picks up his teddy bear like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So there's like this, kind of this human playful aspect to Black Noir, you're like, okay, so yeah. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> yeah, Black Noir had a few moments in this season, which is better. He he didn't have shit going on in season one, so at exactly. least we had some Black Noir this one. Uh, we got Butcher; he's still alive somehow. You wonder why and how he's still alive. You know, he when season one ended, Homelander took him to Becca, where they're keeping her and her son. Uh, that home that uh, sorry that Butcher knew nothing about. So that was kind of the the nut shot for him, and then he was let live um, because Becca, I guess, said that if he did anything to Butcher, she would kill herself in front of their son and fuck him up royally. And so I guess Homelander's, for the dick that he is, I guess he decided that's just a little too much. I'll let her, I'll let her have this one. Uh, I don't know. This, I still don't understand why he was left alive. Like, okay, I'll leave him alive, then take him off screen somewhere and kill him. You know, I don't know how to get that. You know, though, but all through this season, you get little moments of Homelander that you're like, okay, there's a there's a decent dude kind of in there. Somewhere, and, maybe. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, and, and he lets little pieces, but then, you know, there's, the majority is he's this really bad person. But, yeah. so who, you know, maybe he just decided having him alive was, or if he did kill him, would it do something to the, you know, if Becca found out, would she, you know, who knows? I don't, I don't know what the reasoning is, but. I think there's a little bit of torture too. Like maybe he's like, fuck it. If I leave him alive, I could just keep yeah. coming back and torturing his ass. He's, he poses oh, no sure. threat to Homelander. So, you know, no physical threat to him. Yeah. And there's not really been anybody, even in this season, that's given Homelander any kind of. Run for I mean, his money. Yeah. yeah so. It's interesting if they will introduce anything in season three or if we get a four or you know, whatever, but yeah. Uh season starts off. There's a telekinetic supervillain on the loose, a super terrorist. I think we call supervillain as one Homelander likes better, so we'll call it a supervillain. Yep. Um the the boys try to alert the CIA. There's a CIA agent who's been kind of tracking soups. She gets her head fucking blown up. Like just exploded like if you stuck a stick of dynamite in a watermelon <laughs> and uh and we're up and running. <laughs> that's that's episode one. We are moving and grooving right off the bat. Uh, well, it, with heads exploding. I, <laughs> well, I thought it was funny too, going back a little ways in the episode where they're at Translucent's funeral. Yeah. And like, you know, Homelander's doing his, you know, little Shtick. I'm a good guy, I miss him, you know, he was part of the team kind of thing. And I was like, Okay, and then all of a sudden Starlight starts singing. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that cracked me up so much. It's just like, oh, okay. So she's singing. All right. Yeah. 
that, that made me laugh a little bit. A lot of uh, forced into being entertaining as well as being superheroes, yeah. Between the exactly. movies and the songs and everything else. Uh, so Huey oh. and Starlight are still working their plan. They're going to bring down Vought. They're going to steal a sample of Compound V and get it to the press. Um, so have fun with that. Uh, yep. Stormfront, like you said, not a physical threat, but he feels threatened right off the bat because uh, our buddy Giancarlo uh, decided, Stan Edgar in this, has decided that he's going to appoint Stormfront to the Seven without consulting Homelander first. I still don't get why. Like After the season ended, I don't quite understand why they put Stormfront in, other than the fact that she had social media followers. Uh, yeah. It seems to be like the only real reason why she's part of the team yeah unless i mean it never kind of said it but i wonder if they knew about her with Vaughn. i don't know I, right I mean, if you see the season you know that yeah we're she, talking spoilers by the way so yeah go ahead yeah. so i mean if they already knew that and that was something that you know and it was never explained did she have some kind of like Hey, this is who I am. She has some power, some pull in the company, or you know, it was like you said, it was never like a okay, why, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So, it just it just seemed like oh, she's got so many followers on social media, so I guess we'll throw her into the seven. Yeah, it just kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's but you know, it was it was definitely it could just been a simple jab at Homelander, you know, it's, it was the, his way of kind of sticking it to him without, you know, obviously you can't do nothing physical to Homelander, but you still say, Hey, we're running the show as Vaught, you know, so this is what's going to go on. So I don't know. And yeah. then the last piece of the puzzle, we've got the deep, uh, joining a thinly veiled, uh, Scientology <laughs> cult so that yeah. he can try to get back into the seven, um, that kind of puts all of our pieces on the board. We've got, you know, the deep Whoa. in the church and we've got Huey and Starlight and Butcher found out his wife he thought was raped and murdered is alive with a kid and everybody else is just kind of hanging loose down the bottom of the pawn shop. Well, now you you can't forget to mention that uh, to get the compound V, Starlight <laughs> goes and sees her friend Gecko to find out that he can he regenerates and he's kind of like a like what would you say like an snm yeah people of, people pay him money to chop off pieces of him that he know, just instantly regrows but yeah it's uh including a thousand dollars for his penis if you're so inclined <laughs> and apparently folks are inclined because exactly. he it wasn't like the first time he ever brought that up he's like you know <laughs> Some people like the penis for a thousand. Ooh, I think I'll take one of those. So that that made me laugh too. That just some, the weirdness of yeah. the boys. They do, yeah. They do oh, some cool. weird, depraved shit every once in a while. You're just like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. Yeah, just, well, you you're watching it and you're just like, okay, this is a show. I'm kind of oh, and then there's just something crazy. Like later on, we'll talk about it. Another penis thing. So. <laughs> yeah. A lot of penis in this. Uh, let's see. So the first episode, it, it kind of set the table. We know where everybody's at. Um, so and they, the way they did this this season was they dropped three episodes. So episodes one, two, and three 
um, out of eight. So they gave you almost a half of the season <laughs> right off the bat, but they spread yeah. out the rest of them throughout the week by week. So the first three episodes are really kind of a, like a mini, like almost like a, it's almost like a movie to get you into it. Like, you know, you used to have like, you know, a mini series or something, and then it would turn into like a, a TV series or, you know, they'd always kind of throw one big episode to get you started. So we got three episodes. So let's, we'll jump into the next couple here as kind of treat them all as one. Um, so, Butcher still wants, you know, he doesn't know where Beck is being held. So he's cutting a deal with the CIA. If we bring you this super terrorist that's out there running around, uh, CIA director Mallory, she's going to bring him intel on where to find his wife. Um, so the boys go and take out the terrorist. They capture him. It turns out he is Kamiko, the quiet Asian lady who's like, Little little Asian Wolverine kind of thing without the claws. Yeah. Uh, that's her brother Kenji. Um, A Train finds out about the Compound V. Com- the Compound V thing is like the worst kept secret in this whole like season. Like, oh, I stole Compound V. They're all going to be angry, and everybody knows who's got it. They're from the whole from the get go. It's just a matter of oh, now we're finally going to do something about it because we because yep. we got to drag it out for three more episodes <laughs> before we can do anything. Um, so A-Train threatens to rat her out, but she kind of blackmails him. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. this this season, you know, since you mentioned that, there's a lot of starlight going from this good little Christian, you know, good values girl to she starts getting, you know, that's not, this doesn't, this is not her last blackmail. No, there's no, another no. one coming up. <laughs> there are a few there's of some, them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some other stuff. And it's just like, well, okay, she's. She's going down a bad path. Yeah, she uh, decided when the the truth about you know superheroes weren't born, they were injected. Um, that yeah, she she pretty much says give, gives up on anything from her past, including her mother. Which you know we have that some scenes with her mother later on. Uh, yep. Like you mentioned earlier, Homelander. There's this. It looks like he wants to be a dad to Ryan. But he doesn't have the faintest idea how, and not like anybody yeah. really does. But he didn't have a father growing up. He had lab technicians and doctors, so like he wants to be a dad, but he just doesn't know how. He ends up like pushing him off the roof, and you know stuff like that. You know, takes him out. Well, the Homelander though he he's an adult male, right? But he doesn't always act like an adult male, so it's almost right. like a kid trying to raise a kid. A kid. Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm going to let the dog out now. They're home. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So, yeah, we have uh, Homelander struggling to figure out how to be a dad. Um, he re- it seems like he really wants to. I mean, and I know Becca says he's kind of like a dog with a bone. Once Homelander gets his mind set on something, he's, he focuses on it. But it seems like he really wants to be a dad to this kid. Yeah. Well, like you said, you know, he didn't have that growing up. He was basically, uh, you know, lab, a call- lab rat. Yeah. You know, lab rat you know and uh so he was like okay i see this not only is it his son obviously but he sees himself so and he doesn't he wants to make sure this doesn't happen i'm gonna show you all the things you know this is what i wish i would have learned you know kind of stuff so uh the deep um i'm not sure what the deal is with the frescas yeah. <laughs> everybody keeps offering everybody a fresca in the fucking church uh but but the deep gets drugged by the church and he uh Oh he, he, he has a hallucination. He reaches his low point. Um, 
he realizes that he's embarrassed about his physical appearances, gills in particular. <laughs> so he uh <laughs> so he has he has a talk with his gills, voiced by yes, Pat Oswald. Um so Which was as soon as I heard Patton Oswalt's voice, I was like, oh my gosh, that is hilarious. I'm like, did they always have Patton in mind to be the voice of the gills? Or was he just like, I want to do something, you know? He does a lot of just random shit and a lot of geeky stuff. <laughs> it's like, yep. what do you have random? Can I be the guy on the street corner that's talking on his phone when somebody walks by? Can I be the yep. you know, the guy taking out the trash out of the apartment next door? <laughs> or, you know, I don't have to do much. And they're like, oh, no, we got a part for you. We'll let you do the voice thing. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was... It's like you said, there's some weird moments throughout. That was one of the weirder <laughs> moments throughout the whole episode, the whole yes. season. Um, and then, other, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, the other thing we've got is we've, we have um, the first cracks start to form. We, we know, not the first, we know that Maeve <coughs> isn't a big fan of Homelander and the way he yeah. does things, but um, she has her girlfriend and is afraid that Homelander is going to find out and punish one or both of them, kill one or both of them if he finds out that she's gay and not, I, I, I could never tell was if there was supposed to be like, it was like, like if Vought was trying to present them as a couple, like, I don't think they were ever romantically involved, but it seemed kind of like Vought was treating them as like, you know, mother and father of the seven kind of thing. Almost, you know, well, I don't know. It was kind of weird. I thought when they were, um, what part was that? There was, it was when Maeve was talking to her girlfriend, I don't remember if it was in the hospital or when it was, but she was talking to her about, you know, yes, Homelander and I were together and we were a thing, right? but it never was real, you know, basically. Yeah. So, so to that, I don't know if it, yes, they were, but, you know, for the cameras, but outside, you know, outside the cameras, were they? You know, I don't know. So he seemed uh, to be pretty jealous, though. So uh, yeah, I but he, know. I think he's jealous of everything and everybody. Part of that yeah. whole kid mentality, too. Well, that her attention might be onto somebody else besides him. Not even romantically, just right. Just not paying attention to me. Yeah. Yeah, he is a he's an attention whore. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, so we get to the third episode, which was, like I said, the last of this first little chunk they released all at once at the beginning of the season. Um, this is where Homelander actually pushes his kid off the roof, trying to get him to fly. Like, hey, just fly, kid, and shoves him off. Um, it causes Becca and Homelander to get into an argument. Homelander you know, is being shitty towards her. Ryan, like, eyes light up, and he's, you know we finally see that he has really does have powers and it's yeah. just so far repressed that he doesn't know much about how to get, how to use it or channel it or focus it or anything like that. Yeah. Plus, you know, not only does he have the light, his eyes light up, but before that he actually has the strength to shove yeah, Homelander push it the in ground, back. and it was enough to make him kind of like, Whoa. Yeah. Before he would have the moment of, that's my boy. I'm proud. He had that. You like, pushed hey, me. <laughs> yeah. no, nobody does that, you know. So it's kind of. It was a neat little mother. For, oh, hell, you know. So it, it, that was kind of a neat little moment right there too. Yeah, it's like the first time the kid, you know, tries something, and it's like, hey, all right, you think you're growing <laughs> up, do you? <laughs> I liked it. Uh, let's see what else. Starlight gives the compound V to the press. Reveals that Vought's using. 
compound V injecting it into adults to give them superpowers. Again, the worst kept secret of the season. Oh, how did they get the compound V? Um, you know, Vought responds. They're like, well, "Hey, we need a we need a PR win." So they send um, they send the seven after Kenji, and of course the boys who are trying to protect him and all that. Um, Starlight's told by Homelander to kill Huey. She doesn't. Um, what well, else? Stormfront. Kind of he, t- he tells Stormfront not to kill the terrorist. Mm-hmm. It's his job, and then she ends up doing it anyway. Well, back it up a little bit before the the seven come after him. They <laughs> send the deep after him. Well, no, the deep so, decided he's going. He he yeah. he saw he was watching the news in the bar or something. Decided, yeah. fuck that, I'm going. I'm not sitting on the sidelines. Well, he got the the he talked to the main guy in the church and he right. was telling him about it and he kind of together with the information and everything he went after him. Which is and then there's you know for everybody that has already seen this. I love that he was, you know, like triumphant, standing on his whale, blocking the path of the boat. And, you know, Butcher just like guns it and just blah, right into the whales, like, oh, no, yeah. like climb it out. And you, he's just like, I'm done. I give up. Yeah. I'm done. And he just laying in there. It's just like, dude, I, I kind of don't blame you. <laughs> Not the first time they've attacked or killed sea life in this in this series. Uh, there yeah. was the dolphin that went flying out of the back of the truck last season, and yep. it's just funny. It's like how much more Aquaman jokes can they make? Every <laughs> Aquaman joke you ever wanted to make about how fucking worthless he is, and what's his real relationship with these fucking fish, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, we got that. Uh, so yeah, uh, Stormfront takes out the the. Uh, the terrorist, the supervillain in front of his sister. So she's now that's her motivation. Um, they, they, she takes out a, a whole fucking apartment complex to get this one yeah. guy. And of course they blame that on the terrorist, but that's our first hint that like, Oh, she doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> she, before yeah. that, she was all real nice, real, you know, not nice, nice, but like social media, nice. Like, you know, she was a little snarky when the cameras were off, but she was very, you know, like, you know, looked like she was still composed, and that was the first one. You're like, "Oh, she's a fucking killer too." She doesn't care. So Homefront doesn't help people when he should. She's actively, she's just killing whoever the fuck's in her way. And you, this is kind of like the first introduction into, okay, she's not just lightning powers. Like she's right. tough, like, and she's very strong. And it's it's like, okay, she's more than just uh, put on a show with the lightning thing. So. That, and like you said, ruthless, you know, mm-hmm. all the fun, you know, screw VOD on her, you know, live streaming and stuff like that, where she just seems like this radical activist kind of, you know, yeah. and it's like, no, she's got other stuff going on. So, <laughs> yeah. So that was our first little segment right there. The first three episodes, that was the first three they dropped all at once. The idea being that, at the end of those three episodes, all the cards are on the table. You know, Butcher's got his mission, which is to save his wife. Huey has his had his mission to out Vought, he and Starlight. They outed Vought and nothing really happened. So so it's like, well, now what do you do? Uh, the boys are just following the lead. They're wanting to get their lives back, but they don't really they seem to just kind of be treading water. They just do what either what Huey says or what Butcher says, depending on who's there at the time. They don't really do much. Uh, Kimiko's got her, you know, she's focused on taking down Stormfront. 
Um, yep. you know, Homelander wants to be a dad. Uh, you know, he's he's having a hard time with the seven. And which have we ever seen actually seven? Was there ever seven on the show? Maybe in the first very first episode, but like translucent uh, bit it like early on in the first season. Yeah, and since then there have always been wasn't around. So. You know, you know, so, so yeah, because so, it just seems like we're always down to like three, four, maybe at yeah. you know, five at, on a good day. I don't know, it's kind of odd. <laughs> so now we're moving forward. We're getting the weekly episodes, starting with episode four. Um, this is where the CIA agent that had her head blown off uh, was investigating an old soup named Liberty. So the team splits up. Half of them go see what Liberty's up to. Um, Butcher decides to infiltrate. He gets the the whereabouts of his wife, infiltrate that compound, go to rescue Becca. Um, they have their reconciliation moment, but then you know she decides she's not going because she knows he won't take her kid. <laughs> he, he'd have to be left behind, and the kid would turn. She's afraid that, number one, it's her son. She's not going to leave him. And number two, she's afraid that if bad shit happens, they're going to wind up with another Homelander. So... She decides she's not leaving, um, which you know that's something that will pay off later on in the in the season. Yeah, um, and that, you also with this episode you get the uh, thing with uh, Frenchie and Kimiko like starting to ramp up a little bit. Like he's trying, he's hard pushing to, too hard. Yeah, yeah, to get in and you know getting frustrating her. He's getting frustrated because he's not getting that enough. But he's this this episode seems to really start ramping that up. I noticed. So yeah, she so- she's just had her brother die in the last episode. He's wanting to be helpful and comforting, but yeah. doesn't doesn't know how. He's doing the wrong things and he's yeah. pushing too hard. And yeah. early on, we get the uh, scene with Homelander and the shapeshifter. <laughs> so yeah. yeah this episode's disturbing moment of the boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's see. See the first episode. The disturbing moment was which one? Was it the head blowing up? I guess maybe. Yeah, the head blowing so up. The second episode we had the gills. Uh, the third episode yeah. we had the whale. So yeah, this yeah. one is the uh, the shapeshifter guy that used to work in the office. Then you, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. First start off, you're like, okay, obviously this is not. Uh, not who it's yeah. supposed to be, you know. So it's like, okay, but is it, you know, it's got to be a shapeshifter? Or I, I, at first, I was kind of like, is this a like fantasy, right? He's, like a mental breakdown or something? Yeah, something like that. But then you realize, okay, not only is it a shapeshifter, but it is a guy shapeshifter, and so they give you that extra little, oh, like a little twist thing into it. So I thought, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> When he when he becomes well, Homelander in the fucking ninety, yeah. it's you know and starts to make his move. It's just like, yeah. well, even though like in this episode when he's just in her form right. and he's starting to lose it, and Homelander's like, oh, uh, uh, get like it together, yeah. <laughs> that just that was another human moment of his that I was just like, that's pretty funny too. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else we got here. We've got uh, you know, the road trip to investigate Liberty. We find out that uh, the lady... So Liberty was, what, in the 70s? She killed a black man just 
because he was out driving while black. The yep. sister who was in the back seat watched it all. The family got the payoff to keep their mouth shut. The sister who's now, whatever, 50 years older, outs to Huey and Starlight and uh, Mother's Milk. They, she outs it as uh, Stormfront, is, is Liberty. Um, looks the same as far as didn't age and stuff. So that starts the whole investigating. That's their new mission. The first, you know, the first three episodes was get the compound V. We got the compound V. Yeah. Didn't do dick. All right, let's go investigate Liberty. They got to have some kind of like little like Scooby mystery for the for those two to to be doing throughout the season. And it's kind of a nice little kind of setup because you're like, okay, so she is you know close to a hundred years old. So it's like. Or does the compound V keep everybody younger or just hurry? And that, that was something that was kind of running through my mind. Yeah, and the they never address it again. <laughs> they never yeah. address who's aging and who's not and all that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, that was something that I wondered and I, I would like to kind of, if I had the opportunity to talk to somebody, you know, in the show, be like, why does, does everybody get that or just her? Cause she's the first or I, I was wondering, I think we're going to find out some more about that in the uh, third season. Just yeah. Like, obviously I don't think she's dead. So. Well, no, but I think, but there's all, I, think I think there's, yeah, I think there's other old soups out there that look pretty young mm-hmm. as well coming in season three. Yeah. Uh, Homelander frustrated that Stormfront's more popular than he is. He's taken the beating on social media, so he kind of lashes out. He outs Maeve on like television on like some talk show, Maria uh, Menudo show. He, <laughs> he kicks the A train out of the seven just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he knows his heart's not right, but he's just he's just pouting is what he is. He's he's the kid and taking his ball and going home. He's throwing a temper tantrum so. Well, it's funny when he's like, A-Train couldn't believe it. He's like, come on, bud. You know, just does that. Come on, you know. You know, I know. Yeah, it's your heart. You know, that was another funny. It wasn't blatantly funny, but it's just like, come on. We know why. (laughs) Don't make me say it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. I guess I found funnier moments in the show than other <laughs> but, people. No, yeah, I think that's the character. That's Homelander. He's a dick, but he's kind of funny at times in the way yeah. he's the way he does Which things. Which kind of makes it like I don't know. It's how harder to yeah, it's harder to like, think he's a dick when he's being funny. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't. You know, you're you're like God. This guy's a horrible human being, but he's kind of. I don't hate him. Yeah, you know, if he wasn't I mean, homicidal, I could hang out with yeah, this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that, and that's 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 the great writing and the performance because yeah, it'd be it'd be yep. really easy to write this guy as fucking Darth Vader, um, yep. but but he's more Empire Strikes Back Vader, where he's a little conflicted, a little human behind all yep. the bad guy stuff. So, uh, and let's oh, and then the Deep gets his uh, arranged marriage this episode yeah. <laughs> after. Uh, after a bunch of false starts, because you know it's they they do love making fun of their Scientology in this oh, yes. one, the arranged marriage shit that uh, goes on there. Yeah, the well, I'll hold it for later after the show. We'll, um, whatever, I'm, just the whole feel of this show is it, and I I'm not trying to get political or anything, but right. doesn't it feel like? a certain candidate's way of thinking is Homelanders, like how they are doing everything. It's very, we don't like people of nationalities. We, you know, there's just, like I said, I don't, I don't want to get political or anything, but it had no, that feel that there were several moments. I was like, 
I think I see where the mindset of either the creator of this show, maybe not the comic book, but the, or the writers and stuff where they fall at on that, just because that seems a little too close to home and relevant to what's going on. Yeah. The the show is, you know, it very much addresses socio-political issues without beating your head over the head with this is bad. This is good. Yeah, they, they are taking shots at everybody. They're like, it, it's all fucking bad. Anybody that wants power is an asshole. Yeah, it's exactly. pretty much what they're saying, regardless of who they are or how they get it, whether it's a superhero yeah. or political <laughs> or financial or whatever, whatever you want as power, you know, yeah. whatever side you fall on, you're kind of an ass. You know, that is true because you've got the leader of the church and how he mm-hmm. is bad and vault with their power and the superheroes is there, you know. And, yeah, that is that is true. Yeah, the politicians, the CIA. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the boys are, you know, kind of an offshoot from the CIA. And so, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's anybody that wants power and does whatever they have to to get it is a dick. And they get called out in the show. Well, that's what Yui's biggest struggle with how they're handling things is they to let that power and that mission go to their head to where now it's just kill They're first. They're no better than, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's yeah. see. Yeah. So we're halfway through the season, moving into episode five. Uh, <laughs> this is where, uh, where where they do what you know is not real when you watch it, but it's still weird to watch where there's a protest going on about, you know, the soups are out of control and <laughs> Homelander shows up and like laser blasts the entire crowd, which you're like, okay, that, that didn't really happen, obviously. And of course it didn't. Um, no, but this, they set it up nice with him, sl- that slow build of him. <laughs> he, he does a lot of acting with his face. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So that was a, that was enough. You're like, holy shit. There's like, oh, Okay, that wasn't real. Okay, yeah, clearly okay. that's not going to happen. But it was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was you know the the video again of him just offing some civilian who you know had powers was out dicking around with his powers in another country. Uh, yep. some, some brown guy. Let's fly over there and kill him. <laughs> yep. Uh, but that's where storm. That's where all the frustration comes to a head. And Stormfront is like, it doesn't fucking matter what these people think. All you got to have is your small militant group that you can turn into your army and, uh, and fuck the rest of them. And so again, not getting political, but it's just, you know, that same mentality. Um, so those two yeah. start fucking and then they have their relationship going on after that, which it's, you know, we'll talk about it later too, but you know, this is where she's like, blast me, blast me with the eye beams. Look, it doesn't fucking hurt yeah. me or it hurts, but it like she regenerates it or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was a. I kinky, guess that was the disturbing part. For yeah, <laughs> I guess that's their kink. I don't know. Uh, so Butcher goes to his aunt's house. He's wanting to lay low. He's thinking about retiring because his wife wouldn't come with him. Uh, Huey and Mother's Milk decide to come after him. They're like, "Hey, dude, you know, don't do this shit." <gasps> Meanwhile, Black Noir has been watching the tapes and. He's found butcher and knows where he's at. So he's like going to ambush him. He's like, you know, spying from the rooftop across the street. And they know that they know they're fucked. He knows they're fucked. It's just a matter of time. Um, eventually black noir does attack, but, um, I don't understand. I don't know what the relationship is between butcher and the guy, Edgar, Stan Edgar over at Vought. But Uh I mean, he, he, you know, that's not the first time. It's the, maybe the first time in this episode where you like, Hey, call your boss, call Edgar, you know, yeah. we'll talk this off. 
but I mean, he then he goes and sits with him later on. I mean, I don't know what their relationship is from in the past, what it was, but it seems like um, for him to be taking down soups, which I mean, Edgar's not a soup, but that's his business. I don't know. It just it's a weird relationship between those two. I don't know what's going on there exactly. Or it feels like Butcher's been a thorn in several people's side for a very long time. Oh well, yeah, so yeah. I don't know if it's from when the boys. Like, you know, we, we start to get some stuff coming up when we find Frenchie's right. background and, you know, while, why she's so mad at Lamplighter and stuff like that. But, yep. um, you know, it's I'm wondering if that, you know, those are the years we didn't see of him just always been. They almost treat Butcher like he's just enough trouble but not enough trouble to do anything about. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's kind of, it is weird, but yeah, like you said, there's clearly nobody wants to kill him. Point. It's just yeah. odd. That's like, it would be so easy for any of anybody, whether it's Homelander yep. or, you know, Vought or, or the CIA, <laughs> it'd be yeah. so easy for anybody just to be like, fuck you, butcher. We're done with your shit. And they all kind of want him dead, but no one's willing to do it. <laughs> no one's willing to be the one. It makes you wonder what would happen if he was to go, then would there be like a big balance of, you know, a big void that the power void that like, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, it's but kind of, kind of like the Superman Lex Luthor thing, you know, he doesn't want him dead, but he just wants him to just stop, yeah. you know? So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is Starlight discovers that Stormfront and Vought have this psychiatric hospital. Um, a storm Starlight gets caught by Stormfront. And then again, I know you. T- I know your liberty. I know you stole the Compound V. Who the fuck doesn't know who took the Compound V at this point? But yeah, but we got that. So anyway, it gives us. It's it's that thing. It's like okay, well, now we know who Liberty is. Now here's the next mission. Now we're gonna find out about the psychiatric hospital. It's just like. I I did I I you know sometimes in in writing that's really good it takes you from point A and you're like ooh a twist point B ooh a twist now you're here at point C but this one just kind of felt like well now what do we do well, I guess we got to give them a new mission I don't you know I don't it didn't feel like it flowed really well this whole this whole you know going from you know I had compound V to Liberty to the psychiatric hospital it just kind of it felt very forced. It felt like somebody was writing it and was just like, okay, well, it's the end of episode five. We got to be here. So let's just make this happen, you know? And this is one of the times that, you know, we get 10 episodes out of this series. And normally we're the biggest people for saying, okay, people with 21, 24 episodes, let's cut her down some. And this is one that I think we could have used another episode or two. See, I just think, to fill in those. I don't know. I just I feel like if it was another episode, it's just like, oh great, they're gonna give us another fucking plot point we gotta go get to because we have another episode. So oh. now Huey and Starlight have gotta go do this. And I don't know. I just their whole little, you know, like I said, little Scooby gang like going from point A to point B to point C just felt it didn't flow very well. It didn't feel organic. It felt really contrived. It felt like, well, what are we going to give these guys to do now? Like, Fuck, I don't know. Well, here, let's have them go do this. You know, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't like their story as well this time around, because like I said, it felt like it was just, they were getting, they were, they were getting dragged from point A to point B by the writers instead of, 
we did this, and so as a consequence of this, now we got to deal with this shit. That's what Butcher's is. Butcher's story is, I did this, and here come the consequences. Huey yeah. and Starlight's story is, I did this. Hmm. Now I'm going to go do this. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to go do this. It, it doesn't yeah. feel like it. It's not. Doesn't feel like it flows as well. I don't know. That that part of it, but I I think where they make up for that is they do a nice way of introducing some of the people like the Congresswoman Newman and, you know, and the head exploding and is, you know, and the, some of the other characters to where you're kind of like, well, obviously they don't bring these people or have these things here for just a one-off for an episode. I wonder how this is going to pay off coming right. forward. So I think that's something that kind of redeems some, uh, Oh, you know, they do uh, that. They do that really well. They do butcher story really well. They did, you know, Homelander's story really well. They did Maeve's story. Well. A train story was well. It just feels yeah. like they don't know what the fuck to do with Huey and starlight is what it feels like. Yeah. I know what Huey's job is on the team. He's to be the moral compass or whatever. Yeah. And that's fine. But that doesn't mean he has to be so fucking boring that you're like, Hmm. Now what are we going to do with these two? I mean, they get to fuck once a season, and then yeah. then then what do you? And then they get to kind of be bitchy at each other, but yeah. they don't. But they're just kind of like you know, I don't know. It just doesn't feel. I don't know. Yeah, I think they would have benefited from making Yui somewhere between Yui and Butcher, like not not just as far as you like you said. He's he's useless. He can't fight. He can't throw a punch. He really can't shoot. He, you know, and that was funny got, in season one. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, look, the worthless guy is the one that put the dynamite up Translucent's ass and killed him or whatever. You know, yeah. it's funny when he's worthless in season one. The season two, he's just kind of hanging around. And I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, they don't do enough shit. Surely they would have trained him to do something yeah. in that time, you know, toughen him up just to, we can't always be there for you, buddy. You're going to have to do some of this for yourself, you know? Well, like, okay, so even, like, so, and Mother's Milk doesn't have a lot of story this season. He's just kind of a supporting character trying to get home. But yeah. even Frenchie's got a story. Frenchie's doing shit this season, and he's got yeah. a reason to do shit this season. He's You can see clearly what his intention is. I, I don't know what Huey's intention is. He just feels like he's twiddling his thumbs, like, I don't know, what are we going to do today? You know, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't like the, the fact that he doesn't really have a story and, and it wouldn't be so bad if he was a side character, but as much time as we spend with that motherfucker, give him yeah. a, give us a reason to spend some time with him because he's not doing shit. So when we're watching him, we're watching him not do shit and that's not fun. That's not entertaining to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He is kind of the damsel in distress character, I guess. You know, he's the gotta be saved by both sides. Yeah, he's like the lowest of the, you know, lowest lane of the thing. You know, but well, actually, she did more. For I say she's got more. Yeah, she's got more going on than than Huey does. I guess Lana, more like Lana Lang from Smallville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> episode six. So this is the uh, episode where we hit the uh, we hit the uh, Sage Grove Psychiatric Hospital. 
Um, this is while the guys are inside. We find out that Vaught is using that as a secret lab to try to inject Compound B directly into adults because apparently that shit doesn't work. <laughs> so they're trying to perfect it there. Um, Lamplighter is uh, the orderly that's kind of in charge of it. He used to be in the seven. Bad shit went down, so he's laying low as an orderly in this hospital. Um, Storm- yeah. Stormfront kind of heading up everything. She's the one in charge, calling the shots, telling him who to burn, who to keep, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, well, that's, this is where we what? get the backstory pieces, is in this one. Yeah, let's go say, you know, this episode starts out with, you're getting that look into Frenchie's past, and this is where they really start ramping that up, and it's not not a bad story, you know? It's, it's like, it's very interesting where he came from and how he got to be in the boys and his part in the whole lamplighter thing stuff it's that's a neat little story <laughs> yeah i wish that's the thing again he's a side character and so they gave him an episode okay cool <laughs> it, but then you've got main characters that aren't nearly as interesting i would love to see you know more interesting you know let's let's get next season let's get a you know every episode let's pick one character to kind of get their story or whatever and yeah. you know that would be fun but but we got again we got huey <laughs> so it doesn't matter how interesting things are going to get because Huey's one of the leads. And so we're going to get back to his boring ass here before the show's over. So yeah, yeah I would like to see him explore in season three mother's milk. Yeah. Let's get you his know, story. Let's it's, get... it's, it's like, okay. Yeah. He's a decent sized dude, but like they're all even butcher back down from him, you know? So it's like, I want to know more about him. What's yep. his, you know, what all he do, you know, stuff. And for, and it, and they do a good job of making him like with building the dollhouse and stuff. Like he's got to find something. And for a lot of people that are, let's say dangerous people, they have to have something very calming to focus on and it keeps them grounded and stuff. So it's a nice way of, Showing, okay, there's more to this guy than just, uh, you know, whatever. So I thought that was a neat little touch. Yeah, and it keeps the whole, you know, again, we know throughout the season that he just wants to get back home to his daughters because he's working on a dollhouse for them. Mm -hmm. He's using it to kind of keep his zen and shit. But, again, we we have no idea what the fuck Huey wants. (laughs) I'm going to keep harping on Huey's stupid ass. We still don't know. He doesn't have – what what do you want to do, Huey? When when they close shop, what are you going to do? Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, uh, A Train joins the church, the Scientology, as trying to find yeah. it, use it as a way to get back into the uh, the seven. Um, doesn't doesn't really drink the Kool Aid. Doesn't drink the Fresca though. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's kind of like nah. He's he's in, but he's in because he thinks he's going to get something out of it for himself. He's not yeah. bought into the whole psychology well, of it and stuff. I mean, each of the episodes have built up because, you know, through all through the past couple episodes, they started filming the new seven movie, you know, right. so uh, he gets little things like you are going to read this script the way it is. You yep. are going to do this. So he gets very humbled and broken down throughout the these, you know, couple episodes back into now. So, you know, he's at that. I've got no friends. I've got nowhere to turn. And the deep says, Hey, I know what you're going through. Come give this a listen. So, you know, like you said, he's reluctant and he, he knows 
I'm not necessarily going to, you know, like you said, drink the Kool-Aid, but I'll hear what you got to say. If you can get me what I want, I'll listen to what you have to say. So, yeah, it's just interesting because I think it just it points out how much more pathetic the deep is, because when he was at rock bottom, he was just he was he was ready to buy into whatever, you know, a train's like, yeah, I'm at rock bottom, but. I'm still not falling for that shit, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll come along and I'll listen and I'll do some of it. I don't think he did the whole program and shit like that. Well, too, you know, they kind of make it look like the deep. You know, the legend of the deep is <laughs> right. not the man. You know, he's a. I want to talk to goldfish and I want to yeah. swim with my buddies and you know, Ray Train's like, yeah, let's go. You know, do some blow and let's you know, drink, you know, champagne and hit the club. And, you know, he's living that pimp gangster life, you know, and yeah, uh, the deeps just, you know, kind of hanging out the fishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. And this is the episode where we find out the Stormfront tells Homelander, Hey, I'm a fucking Nazi. I'm the, one of the original Nazis. I was a Nazi before Nazis were cool. Uh, yeah. And he doesn't seem to mind. He's just like, whatever I get, I get something to fuck. So I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, how you are in that relationship, if the the booty's good, then sometimes you're just like, okay, whatever you said, you know, blah, blah. But that doesn't hold up for the rest of the series. No, no. <laughs> is this, I think this is the episode that started off with the guy in the alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the disturbing episode in this, the disturbing point yep. in this episode where the guy's in the alley and he's uh, confronted by a Homelander and Stormfront and. She's kind of giving him a little rub down in the yeah. lower extremities, and he like he finally the guy's just head. So and he's like, Plah. yeah. <laughs> then they're like, oh, they kind of look like they rub it on their faces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that like, was something. <laughs> banging it out in a New York City alley or something. Probably not the first ones in that alley. No. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Episode seven. This is where, okay. So now the worst kept secret now that we know well, she's got to go back to six though, because I did say when they're in the, when they're, uh, escaping from the asylum, they're all hanging out in a room with lamplighter and you're getting more of a story between the lamplighter and, uh, Frenchie. Right. And then all of a sudden they hear a noise and something comes busted through the window of the door and he's getting attacked by it. They find out it's the dude's penis that can yeah. retract. And, but so that was just how he's like, that was his dick. And he's like, Hey, don't be so, what, what part you say? Don't be so, I can't remember what he said. He said something funny though, but I, 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 that was the funny, that was another little shocking moment, you know, but that was done in more humor than the yeah, other yeah. one. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on to seven, we've got the Congress is going to hold a hearing, uh, put, put bots asses in, in the hot seat. Um, Lamplighter is their star witness, but um, Starlight has been, thrown in the jail at the Vought Tower. They've, they're, they're working their plan, their Nazi plan. They're going to sell Compound V to the military and to ICE and the police. They're going to make money that way. And they got to have a fall guy or fall girl in this case. So Starlight takes the heat for being the traitor. Um, so <laughs> while the rest go get ready for the uh, trial, uh, Lamplighter and Huey are sitting around watching superhero <laughs> porn <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very uncomfortably. 
uh, when Huey finds out Starlight's in at the tower being held, you know, prisoner, they're going to kill her. He uh, he tries to get Lamplighter to go with him to hatch a plan to break her out because Lamplighter used to be in the seven. He knows the tower. He knows how to get in and get out. Um, plan doesn't quite go the way Huey thought it was going to go. Well, the, you know, <laughs> when they're sitting there hatching it, you think, okay, this is Lamplighter's redemption moment, not knowing what you're getting ready to say <laughs> as far as, oh, that was not his intention. He had something else in mind. Well, he knows if he testifies, he's fucked. He's a dead man. He already knows he's a dead man. So all he wants to do is have his last moment in front of his statue at the tower um, of course, his statue's been replaced. <laughs> there, his statue's no longer at the tower. Um, yep. So he goes out in a blaze of glory, quite literally. Um, sets himself on fire in the, I don't know, what would you call that? The the room with the big-ass table <laughs> with, with the seven. Yeah, yeah meeting room. I don't yeah, know what that would know. be. Called. Headquarters, I don't know what it is. Uh, but it does, it sets off the uh, sprinklers which gives Lamplighter a flash of energy that she can channel, and it gives Huey a way, some confusion to make his way down to rescue uh, Starlight and her mom. Um, but the star witness now is in ashes in, in, the, yeah. in the boardroom. And um, you also have this episode really starts the uh, storm front working with Homelander to put a wedge between Ryan and, and his mother, his mother, Rebecca. Yeah. And they really have some things to the point. Rebecca's like, you know, kind of like, excuse me, <laughs> like what, you know, to the point, I think it's this episode that she tells Homelander, you know, I want to talk to you outside, you know, and it's kind of a funny moment where it's like the strongest man, just the evil bastard and stuff. At the end of the day, when a woman's pissed and she says, we're going to talk now, you go, yeah, that seems like a good idea. I'll talk to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's, you know, Stormfront's working her plan to get uh, a soup child away from, from Becca, from his mom. Um, so, so we have uh, Butcher goes to get a new star witness, Dr. Vogelbaum the doctor that was kind of in charge of Homelander's upbringing, you know, Butcher doing his, you know, threatening, I'll threaten your family, all his stuff that he does. Um, we have that. We have Maeve's girlfriend, Elena, finds out, finds the old video that Elena was going to yeah. use to blackmail Homelander, finds out that Maeve didn't save anybody on a plane because Homelander told her, let's get the fuck out of here. So she leaves. So Maeve gets high and naked with some dude, some pretty guy. Uh, <laughs> so she's, she's already, she's already gone to a train to try to fuck over Homelander. She's, she's getting just as tired of everybody's shit as, as starlight or anybody else. Um, but this is kind of her low point here. I think. Well, going back to the when, you know, when Starlight was breaking out, uh, she has this fight with Black Noir. Yep. And I mean, she basically gets her ass handed to her the whole time. And you get a funny, real moment of Maeve putting a almond, almond joy. joy. Yeah. Because he has a tree nut allergy. <laughs> and you're like, what a strange, like this badass can't be killed super ninja guy is taken down by a candy bar. You yep. know, so. And he's out. He's out of commission for the rest of the season. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I guess they're not going to do this. I'm assuming they're not going to go follow the story for Black Noir that they did in the comics. Because in the comics, he, he has a very specific thing that, you know, we get his identity and some shit. And um, I, it doesn't look like they're going to go that route in the show <laughs> because um, I'm not going to spoil the comics for anybody that hasn't read it, but it's 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 a little different. They do some different shit with him than what they're doing on the on the TV show. Because when she pulled up his mask, he looked like he's fucking burned or something underneath there and disfigured yeah. and... So I don't know. He doesn't. Go ahead. Like a snake eyes type from GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not how it plays out in the comics. And I guess they could still go that route, but it doesn't. It appears they're making him do something different here. Um, I wonder. Yeah. I also wonder too, though, because he was pretty burnt up from the episode five. Uh, so I'm wondering, he heals. Does he just heal slowly, and that's still some of the damage, maybe from that? Or uh, that's what I kind of right. took it as being. But I, I could be wrong. But. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't sure what they were getting at there when they show his mouth and, like I said, in his lower part of his face. It's like, I don't yeah. Know. And then we get the trial. So Congress calls. Uh, Vought in and Dr. Vogelbaum wheels down in his wheelchair and we're just getting ready to get some testimony. Well, and to that, be specific, it starts, the whole trial starts out with Congresswoman Newman right. again brought into the thing to keep her going through the story. So the- Yep. Which, okay, so we get heads a-popping. Heads are popping everywhere. There's chaos, blood, brains, shit flying everywhere. People are running. We see, and we see everybody that's important to our story. We see, you know, Mallory grabbing Newman, and, and we see Newman, she's looking scared and stuff, you know, yeah. and we see Homelander and Stormfront like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? You know, not <laughs> watch, watching other people, watch whatever that little fast, the other speedster was that raced uh, A-Train in the first season, watching uh-huh. him blowing up, and they're just like, oh, what, well, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> But because we'll we'll touch on this later, but um, it, it seems like they wrote some inconsistency there, and we'll get to it here yeah. at, when we get to episode eight. Um, so let's let's jump into the last episode, episode eight, last one of the season. Um, the shit got nasty at Congress. Um, we know that Stormfront and Homelander have the kid. Um, like I said, bought and. Congress and all that whole rigmarole. It all comes down to this. Becca has escaped the compound. She goes to Butcher and the guys, which again, speaking of worst kept secrets, all he said was he was staying in a pawn in the basement of a pawn shop, and she goes right to where he goes. Uh, she asks him, you know, go save my son. Um, Butcher again goes to see Edgar. He says, Hey, you know, I'll get the kid, which makes no sense to me why they needed Butcher to do that. With all the shit that Vought has, it seems like they could yeah. have found him just as easily as Butcher did. So I, I did, again, that's another, it felt kind of like this doesn't feel right. What's in this for the, it, it felt kind of lazy. It felt like they did it because they needed that showdown at the end. It didn't, didn't quite yeah. set right. But we find out that for Edgar, it's all business. It's just business. It's just fucking money. It's stock prices. I don't give a shit about any of this. I'm just doing business. Um, so that was interesting, I guess. He's not, I guess he, yes, he's a bad guy, obviously, but he's got no greater, you know, it's not like Stormfront. She's a Nazi or whatever. There's no, there's nothing for him. It's just money. <laughs> I'm just doing yeah. business. Um, 
Stormfront and Homelander take Ryan out, have his big out on the town. That felt like they, because I think they did, they like ripped that scene from Man of Steel, I think. They, the first movie that Henry Cavill was in as Superman. Because, uh-huh. like, he was a kid and he goes to school and, like, he can hear everything in the school. He can hear, hear heartbeats. He can hear the wind outside. He hears everybody talking throughout the whole building. And he's, like, just freaks out because there's too much shit going on. So, like, okay, I, I was wondering that because when I was watching, I was like, this seems familiar. And I was like, I, I couldn't remember what it was. But, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that was one where he's like, he's, I forget where he ends up going. He like goes to a broom closet or some shit and he's just sitting there and like, you know, his mom comes in and is like, just listen to my voice, block all the rest of that shit out. Um, so again, we have Homelander trying to, you know, yes, he got a little carried away because people wanted his autograph, but when he sees Ryan's like not enjoying this, he takes him and gets him the fuck out of there and just, and Stormfront's kind of like, what are you doing? He's like, well, it's too much for the fucking kid. He wants to go. Yeah. So and then they have their moment where she's like, "Just go talk to him," and he's like, "Hey, I didn't have anybody to teach me any of this shit. You've got me. I'll help you through it." And I know that was such a sweet moment between him and the kid. You know, you're like, "Oh, another one of those heartfelt things that Homelander does." That you're kind of like, "Yeah, he is okay." You know? <laughs> oh, just wait. No. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, so we go butchers. His. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say before that. Um, uh, Annie and Yui are driving and uh, A-Train zips in the car and gives them a folder yep. that they're like, holy shit! You know, so yep. that was a thing of A-Train being like, okay, there you We're go. Even. We're even. Yep. Piss off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got, and again, it's like, they didn't do shit. It just dropped in their lap. So, yeah, exactly. so again, talking about how they have no story here. It's just, oh, hey, look. Here's, here's a bunch of shit just dropped in our lap. And I like the moment, you know, how A-Train played it and how, you know, right. it was a funny little moment of him just zipping and he was in the car, you know. But I felt the same way, too. It's like, well, shit, they just fall ass backwards. Than these. They want to yeah. just stay in one place and let it all happen, you know, around them. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's pretty much how the, yeah, their whole story is. Just, everything's happening and they just happen to be there. <laughs> so they use that. Butcher's got his plan. He's going to go get the kid. They release the the file on Stormfront, the fact that she's a Nazi, to the press. That gets her to leave the cabin where Ryan's being kept. Well, you got we got to talk about the moment though before she leaves. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, well, I just you know you've got Stormfront and the Homelander are out there and they're trying to get him to use his vision and stuff, and so he, Homelander's not getting through to him. So Stormfront decides, okay, I'm gonna have yep. a sweet talk, and she's going on about this stuff. <laughs> There's a part in there where I I wrote it down. It's white genocide. Well, yeah. You got to hate somebody. Yeah. There's people that are coming after us, and it's because of the color of our skin. It's called white genocide. (laughs) And they pan over the whole (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, another moment where he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? No no words. Just the expression was like that was freaking i i was eating something and i i had to put my hand in front of my mouth because i about spit it out i was laughing so hard yeah. but go ahead I, that's just a funny moment yeah no, it is again it's all part of it uh so they go they set off like these sonic devices to like overwhelm homelander and ryan's hearing okay so, on that part too yeah. Was the for you watching it on your TV? I don't know if it's just my TV, but I had to turn it up a little louder to right. hear them 
talking stuff. And then, of course, when there's action scenes, everything's really loud. So when that part hit with that noise, holy hell, yeah. I, I literally jumped a little bit because it was so loud, that piercing. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. Yep. So I they felt have, Homelander's pain. <laughs> so Homelander has to go turn that shit off because nobody can <laughs> hear themselves think with that going on. That's when they run in, grab Ryan, get him the fuck out. Of course, Butcher was told that, you know, he would get the kid and get Becca and they'd all go away together. But, you know, that's not the deal he made with Vought. Vought's deal was he's going to get the kid and turn it over to them as long as he and Becca can get away. So in the end, he just he's like, you just you and Ryan go. I'll stay here and deal with this shit. And so they start to drive off. Stormfront's back. She flips the car. A fucking, you know, the car gets blasted with, a, you know, throughout this whole thing, anytime she's used her lightning powers, her electricity powers, she's like fried a building, apartment building full of people, killing other soups and shit. She hits the car and it flies backwards. And of course, everybody gets out without a scratch. She starts blasting every, all the guys standing around shooting for some reason, shooting guns at her. They know that doesn't fucking work, but they're doing it anyway. She's blasting them again, not a scratch. It looks like it hurts. I mean, they get picked up a little bit, but it's like, why is she set for stun instead of the lethal dose she gave everybody else? I don't fucking understand how that works, but yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, okay, so you could literally turn them to toast in seconds, but all you're going to do is just lift them and toss them out of the way. It's like, are you a cat playing with their food or <laughs> right. what's, what's the story? Obviously you can't kill the main bat or main good guys because right. that show be over, but it's still, like you said, big inconsistency there. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, she's getting the best of the boys because I mean, again, they're wasting bullets, but whatever, I guess you got to do something. You got to, you got a gun, yeah. you got to shoot it, I guess. I don't know. So it's the girl power scene where all the ladies come in and beat the shit out of her, um, which again doesn't make a whole lot of sense because if if Homelander can blast her with her his laser beam eyes and stuff, I don't understand how her getting punched around. I, I don't you know I it doesn't make a lot of sense that she's all of a sudden all of a sudden because there's three other women there now she can get hit and get hurt when. Homelander, well, the strongest guy there is, can toss her around and she's fine. I don't know. That's kind of been something that's bugged me ever since I was a kid. Is you you have like the one bad guy, it takes like three, five, ten good guys to beat them. I'm like, I don't know. You know, people always ask me why I'm on the side of the bad guys. It's like they're kind of tougher and more badass, you know. And Kind of like that scene there, like she is obviously stronger than, well, at least two of them. Right. And maybe not stronger than Maeve. You know, you really don't get a lot of that. So she should have been like beating their asses way more and not not getting down as beat down yeah. as much. But again, it was the girl power scene and it had to, you know, be had in to there. go that but, way. Right. But still, yeah. it was just. Yeah, it was fucking, I don't know, inconsistent. Yeah. So so then Homelander, you know, so Becca is running through the woods. Um, Stormfront flies away from getting her ass kicked that she should never have gotten kicked. She goes, catches up with 
Becca and Ryan decides she's going to kill Becca in front of Ryan, turn him evil or whatever. Ryan does what he did before. I mean, they wrote that very well. He blasts her again. She's been blasted by Homelander and it burns a little bit, but then not much. But then a kid blasts her. And she's fucking Anakin Skywalker over there getting, you know, I, fucking crawling and no I have arms. Written and down that she got the Anakin Skywalker treatment. It doesn't make any sense that, that I don't I don't know what happened in this last episode other than the fact that okay, we gotta beat the bad guy. But they just beat her with shit that that she's already shown throughout. They didn't give us a reason why she doesn't have the full power behind her lightning blast. They don't give us a reason why the three other three ladies can kick the shit out of her. They don't give us a reason why Ryan's blast fucking torches her when Homelanders doesn't do shit. You know, they don't give us that. Like we didn't see her like somebody slip her a pill. We didn't see her like, you know, somebody firing bullets. They were like firing injections of something that were going to hit her and weaken her. They didn't, they didn't do any of that shit. They didn't have like a briefcase full of kryptonite, you know, or they didn't have, shit going on i don't understand well, why all of a sudden other than the fact that it's the last episode and we got to wrap this up yeah you know it didn't make any sense the only thing that i could justify why it happened is like homelander when he starts to use his vision it pretty much just red eyes i mean it kind of glows a little bit not a lot where Ryan's eyes, like the light completely took over. So maybe his vision is different and more intense. So that's, that's the only thing I could just, because like you said, it didn't make sense that Homelander puts full blast on. And she's like, Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. You know? Give me some more of that daddy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only thing I would, I could justify. And yeah. I didn't understand did, Part of his blast caused the neck wound. That didn't make her grip. Yeah, that didn't make any sense either. Like she's bleeding out the neck. Okay. Well, if it had been from the blast, it would have either like blown her fucking head off, like it blew off her limbs, or it would have cauterized it. If if anything, you know. So yeah, I don't know if she was, but they they don't make it clear at all what the hell that this whole last episode felt like they were going to get ten episodes, and then they said, "No, you get eight. So like I feels like they had a bigger scenes plan for this that kind of would have explained some of this shit maybe. Yeah. And they had to cut it. I don't know because yeah, it makes no sense why all of a sudden her fucking neck's sliced open and she's bleeding out. It doesn't Yeah, cuz some of that I don't want to guess why it happened like right. like I said I guess because when she got when Stormfront got hit with the blast then she, you know, ah, it kind of ripped her neck out as she was being blown back. But they should have like shown us said, that. Yeah, it should have shown us that. Or like you said, if it was enough to take off an arm and two legs and burn her face and everything, Becca should have been burnt too, and that should have been how she died. Right. Like, oh, my God, I burnt my mom too. You that's know? the thing. If the kid's going to blame himself, if that's the route they're going, like, oh, the kid blames himself for her dying from a neck wound. He didn't do that. I don't, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. she should have, we should have come back and we should have had like when the smoke cleared, you know, Stormfront who can take the hit is down there blasted and, you know, missing arms and legs and shit. If that's the case, then Becca should have been like ashes, like a, an outline, yeah. a silhouette of an ash against the tree that when the wind blows, it just fucking blows it away or something. Yeah. It doesn't I was make any sense. That, 
or like half her body, like right. the half that was facing would be all, you know, brutally burned or something, but not the neck wound thing. Yeah. That just that didn't, didn't make, make any sense. No. So then, uh, then butcher comes up and finds his dead wife and the kid saying it's his fault. He's sorry. Um, it looks like for a minute there that he's gonna take the crowbar to the kid, which again, what's not sure what that's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> just, just as effective as shooting the guns, I guess at the superheroes. I don't know. And then Homelander shows up after torturing and cutting in half all the Vought agents that were sent to get Ryan and they have their little piss and stare down and, Maeve shows up and somehow Maeve has got like teleporting ability. Apparently, I don't know because like they're fighting. Maeve's nowhere to be found. She comes and helps the girls. You know, they're black. Black Noir's kicking the shit out of of uh, Starlight. All of a sudden, Maeve's behind him. All of a sudden, she shows up behind Stormfront. All of a sudden, she shows up behind Homelander. It's like she's got some sort of teleportation ability. I think where she can just cover massive distances in a short period of time and pop up right behind people. Yeah, and. You know, something in the the whole, if you're going by the thinking of Homelander and how his brain works and stuff, the second he hit the ground, he would have stood up and just cut Butcher in half and went over and got the boy. Yeah, and got the fuck out. Been, like, or at least he would have looked at, you know, her body and did that and then immediately got up and just cut him in half. Yeah. And that would have been, and not have, he doesn't, like you said, yeah, he doesn't talk. He just does shit. Yeah. yeah. There wouldn't have been a, a discussion. Oh, I'm going to get you. He's never done that to anybody. Whenever he killed, you know, every time he shows up to kill these fucking people in other countries, he lands, he blasts them. He just kind of looks around eh, and he flies off and gets the fuck out. Or whenever he's got the crowd or whatever, he doesn't speak to yeah. the crowd. Like you've really got me mad now. And, and yeah. fantasize blasting them, you know, or the guys in the, you know, even the Vought agents. It's like, where's my kid? I'm not telling you blast, you know, it's yep. like he, he doesn't fucking, but when anytime there's butchers around, it's, Ooh, he starts doing the monologue, you know, does a yep. James Bond villain kind of shit. And it's like, and why? the actor did such a good job of portraying that I'm over it. I'm pissed. I'm not really in my right mind right now. And then, like you said, all of a sudden, let's have a conversation because that's something I never do. Yeah. And that was something just like, no, that doesn't work for me either. I'm not, and this isn't me trying to be some picky internet right. weird person, whatever. There's, if you've got people putting in that kind of, like the guy who plays Homelander, putting in that kind of work to let you know, well, there's no bullshit. I'm cutting you in half. I'm going to the next person, or I'm angry. You're dying. You did this to my girlfriend. You're dying. You know, so there's just, there, it just no like you said no consistency not consistent that. at all in this last episode um and Maeve shows up says hey here's some footage from last season that i've been sitting on i'm going to make it public so he says okay i'm i kind of want to have a kid but i'm going to give up my kid because of this footage it might get out and maybe people won't like me even though they <laughs> and she said nothing about I've got this on backup somewhere. Yeah. It's kind of implying this phone in my hand that you can <laughs> destroy with your laser powers is all the evidence we possess. You well, know? And, and so the only person that knows about it is like her and him because they were the two on the plane that lived. Yeah. So, I mean, I we just watched Ryan toast Stormfront. 
why is Homelander not just fucking torch Maeve and be like, oh, she got killed in the fight, you know? It you doesn't know? make any sense why he just sits there and takes that shit from her. I don't know. I know because we don't. I mean, we don't have any idea of what Maeve can right. take as far as you know. Like we know, you know, obviously Wonder Woman's bulletproof and she's all this, but is Maeve too? You know, are they right. keeping that consistency of ripping off the you know that character? So yeah, does he? Why does he not at least shoot the phone right. and say? What do you got now? Just yep. to see what she has, and then or cut her arm off with his laser beams, and then shoot the phone, and then kill her, then turn around, kill Butcher, and or take his son. If he's in a conversational mood, stroll on over there, take it out of her hand, and crush it, and be like, "No, yeah. you know, any number <laughs> of things." About it. Yeah. So he gives up the one thing it seems like he's wanted all season long, which is a kid, just to keep people from not liking him on social media again, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't make any sense and, whatsoever. And you know what? That that does hold water with his character of he has to, has be, to be loved all yeah. the time. Yeah. But in the in that moment with everything that's happening, he wouldn't care. Yeah. He would just he in his mindset and the way everything was set up, he would just start cutting people down and say, boy, you're going with me. Yep. So it doesn't inconsistent. Um, so so we uh, a train gets back in the seven, you know yep. that Vought covers for the whole thing. They said, "Oh, we didn't know Stormfront was a Nazi. Good thing we've got people here. Everything that happened this season was a lie, a Nazi lie. Starlight's yep. good and Maeve's good, and you know, it just yeah, whatever. And then and we got a train coming back, and of course the deep is pissed because that was supposed to be his." Getting back in, he's the one that drank the fresca, drank the Kool Aid. Um, but A Train, who is the one that gave him the 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 folder about Stormfronts, the one that gets back in. So, and then when you said the fresca, when he uh, finds out that he's not getting in there, and he's like, "Fuck fresca!" <laughs> yeah. that was such a that was such a his character thing to do. So that just made it great. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. So. So the deep really nothing happened for him this season. He'll start next season just like he started this season, kind yeah. of down and out, and nothing go- good going for him. So shit happened for him. Nothing happened for him. Uh, Butcher gives up the kid to the CIA. They're going to raise him to be, I guess, a storm or a Homelander deterrent. I guess if Homelander starts going crazy, they got the kid. I don't yeah. know. Um, we've got so. The congresswoman, Newman, has uh, been given the resources to put together a a group to watch, to monitor, to police the soups to make sure that they're not being shady or there's not super terrorists out there. Huey doesn't have anything else fucking going on, so he's decided he's going to go work for her, um, which is fine, I guess. We get the scene, the big, I guess the big payoff, the big question was, you know, who's the soup that's popping heads? And we find out, it's her because yeah. the church guy's head blows up. And then we see her standing outside the window talking to him on the phone. And her eyes have that same white look that uh, Starlight's eyes get when she's using her powers. Yeah. Um, but again, when we go back to when Congress, when heads were popping, heads were popping. She's running. Her eyes are not lit up at all. Yeah. It's really, it's either, it's either it's a different person and we're supposed to think it's her. Or you know maybe she's got an evil twin or something I don't know, 
but or it's really fucking lazy because or they expected to have again maybe there's some scenes cut but like i said you know mallory has her and is dragging her ass out of the congress you know out of the the room she we see her face we see newman's face her eyes aren't lit up you know even if she's pretending to be scared, but she's really controlling it, that's one thing. But to say that, like, oh, look, her eyes light up when she uses this power, she's using that power constantly in that room, popping heads left and right, yeah, and her so eyes aren't lit up at all. So, yeah, yeah. it didn't make yeah, if any it, if sense. it does that for one, so it, it would have to do it for the other ones. Made no sense whatsoever, like I said, unless she doesn't have powers and maybe she's got, like, an evil twin that does or something. And I, I think it's like you said, it was lazy and it was – a way to throw us off to, so we but, didn't even but it's it's infuriating when they do that they're like can you guess what it is but then they like but then they take like the information you need and they're like here it is and they give you the twist and they show you with the eye hey, look her eyes glow but yeah. how how would we have known that when you had shit going on and you didn't have her eyes glowing it's like it's either trying to trick you and pull the you know not giving you all the information or in this case giving you Consi- not consistent, like the, the contrary information, like her eyes glow when she uses her powers. Couldn't have been her in episode seven because her eyes weren't glowing. Ah, we yeah. fooled you. No, you didn't fool us. You fucking lied to us. You yeah. Know, it's not the same thing. Yeah. If it's, if it's not like a twin sister that has the, the thing, then they could have easily taken care of that with her doing one of these, like as things were explained, like, Oh no, Oh no. So we couldn't see, Right, but she could be covering it up and still doing what she was doing. Or somebody grab a fucking coat and throw it over her head, yeah. you know, and so that you know shit doesn't get on her, you know, or whatever. Yeah, so many different things they could have done, but no, they just they again, it, it's either inconsistency or lazy or or ah, we got you when you you didn't get us, you fucking didn't give us the information. I don't yeah. know, it's just whatever. It didn't sit well that part of it, so. So that's eight episodes. What is your overall thoughts on this season? Because I got some thoughts. What's kind of your <laughs> overall thought? Well, probably you know mine. I, I love everything, you know. So I tend to forgive some of that stuff. It still is always in the back of my mind of why did they do this and not do that or anything. But the story was good. I love the whole you know, Frenchie getting involved with Kimka a little bit better and, you know, that story. Then you get in Frenchie's background. So you've got one of the boys, you're getting their background. And, uh, you know, because it, you know, season one was all about kind of Yui and, you know, why he had the trauma, why he got involved with him, what he used to do for a living, blah, 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 you know, whatever, which was not as interesting as Frenchie's story. <laughs> Again, not, not interesting at all. <laughs> And, you know, it's um, kind of some of the things, you know, like, I don't know why Lamplighter bugs me so much, but he's, I like the guy. I like the actor. Right, yeah. I like other stuff that he's done. Yeah. And he does it well. And even he did really good in this. But Lamplighter carries this ridiculously large <laughs> staff thing with, the, right. you know, like, if you're going to have something like that, cast an actor that's like six foot six, beefy muscle, right. you know, kind of, or make it fit his. Because there's no way that dude in real life, because he doesn't have super strength. Right. He doesn't have anything like that. He could just make fire. 
you know so, he can't even make fire he can only direct fire is all oh he yeah yeah exactly and that's the thing we watch him with a fucking zippo the rest of the, this whole season so it's like why didn't he just carry a fucking zippo in his pocket why did he have to have a fucking staff or create a thing that um oh gosh what is it oh there was another one i can't remember but he he kept a little spark thing so he could make Right, the fire is an X Men thing, but you know, it's like, why don't you do that? I mean, the show copies pretty much everything else. Why not do something like that? It's funny so they that, cast uh, they cast the guy that played Iceman in the X Men movies to be yeah, Lamp Lighter. It's like, exactly. Oh, what the fuck? A little fire and ice action. That exactly. But so, going back to that, yeah, I loved even yeah him as Iceman. I loved all that, and I love everything else he's done. Just this was a weird for me, but overall, though. I liked it. I liked the story they told. I liked, you know, what they were trying to do. And for whatever reason, yeah, there are hiccups and inconsistencies and stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, I can't complain. I got a season two and there was some good stuff and some really ridiculous moments in it. <laughs> the so, last shot of the season was pretty ridiculous with uh, Homelander standing on top of the buildings. I could do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> As he's. <laughs> spray in the city yeah yeah as he's pleasuring himself i mean that's yeah so you know those kind of things and just overall like everybody does such a good job at who they're supposed to be but i uh, homelander i think the guy who does him just he nails what he's supposed to be you know yeah. and but at the end of the day you have to you know, do with the writers and the directors and all that. So that like the last scene we were talking about, not last scene, but the thing with that, you know, didn't make sense, but that's what he's given. So, yeah, but I, so I, I'm happy. So I'm curious to see what you got to say about it. I think the first season was really well paced. Um, I think it was about the same number of episodes. It might've been 10. I know they yeah. gave them to us all at once. Um, and I don't know if the week, I mean, I, I like the idea of only getting one episode a week or getting a few yeah. up front and then getting, I like that format better, but yeah. this season did not feel like it was paced as well. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, like, I, I like the slow moments, like with Starlight and Mother's Milk at the diner on their way down to find out about Liberty. And so they yeah. kind of share their stories and stuff. I like that. That's fine. That, that's story. That's character development. But it yeah. felt like there was just a lot of fucking slow, a lot of a lot of dragging. A lot of it's with Huey, like I said. But even Butcher had the whole thing with his mom and dad and stuff. It just it just kind of drug through. It just it didn't it, it didn't flow, you know. And like I said, I don't you know the the main characters are Butcher and Huey, and then Homelander and Starlight. I mean, those are your four. Yeah. And they're and they're opposites of each other, you know. Butch obviously Butcher and, and Homelander, but then Butcher and Huey are different, and then Homelander and Starlight are different because you know she saves everybody, he kills whoever. So those are your four, and you get we've gotten good stories for Starlight. We got her backstory in season one, and we saw her changing in season two, and then she's kind of now like she's trying to find that in between where she's you know she can be comfortable with her past but still go, move forward. 
Um, we've gotten Homelander. Homelander's story is just it is what it is. He's just a psychopath, and he's got yeah. a lot of fun to him. But he's fucking he's he's psycho fun, you know. So that's fine. Yeah. And we've got a lot of we don't have a lot of butcher's back backstory, but we got here's what I want. Here's what I'm doing to go get it. Um, now he won't have that in the next season. He won't have Becca being dead, so he can't avenge her. Um, he can't go save her like he tried to in season two. So we'll see what happens there. But but with Huey again, it's just he's just a fucking you know we got his backstory in season one, like you said. He's just a rock that slows down the fucking show in a yeah. lot of cases because they try to spend too much time with him, and he's he's not an entertaining and interesting character. And if they were to dole out little pieces of Huey, like they doled out little pieces of Frenchie, or they give us a little bit of Mother's Milk, and you want more, even the Deep had more entertaining screen time. A train had better screen time than Huey. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't have your side characters being more interesting. Maeve's story, certainly more interesting than Huey's story at any point yeah. during the season. And for him to be a main character, they've got to, they've really got to step up and it's not the actor's fault. Cause he's, you know, he's playing, he's playing a boring vanilla oat brand fucking dude. That's what yeah. they hired him to do, and that's what he's doing, and he's doing it really well. They've got to write something to make that character entertaining next season. Um, yeah, that's for you know, with for me, like the Yui moment of just giving up inside the whale, you know, and then like you said, outside of that, you know, well, even that story, yes, it was him giving up, but it was about mother's milk coming in, being yeah. like, I'm this dude, if you're here. I'm the guy that's not going to let you just be here by yourself. So it's more about who mother's milk. And then, like you said, in the diner, it was more about the backstory and stuff with, you know, mother's milk and um, starlight. Yeah. Starlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and then you even have like, for me, like with the butcher having him and his aunts, like they have the show was taken up with that. And the biggest takeaway from that is, um, we called Edgar. <laughs> well, butcher has, uh, had a little brother that he stuck up, you know, took up for, and he was his rock, his calming thing or whatever. You, you're it, yeah. but it took 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, and then Um, we didn't stop. And then we also later on got the episode with him and his mom and his dad, which was the exact same fucking story. You used to beat on my little brother and he's dead. And I liked, loved him better than you. It was the same thing that we got the boring part of the story at his aunt's house. It's like they did it twice. It's like, Hey, we're going to give it to you again. And I was going (laughs) to say that. And then you turn around and have that another, another that took up, bits and pieces but then the long part of him talking to his dad and talk to his mom and blah blah then it's like wow we could have not had any of that and been we could have put anything else in there but that literally gained nothing for the story for me yeah and it's like we know his dad was an asshole we know his mother turned a blind eye we know that so we, don't we know his brother help. died. We know his brother yeah. was his Huey. And that, you know, and that would be th- different too if like so they cuz they started the season, you know, that first 3 episodes we got, there was a lot of friction between Huey and Butcher. Huey's kind of in charge when Butcher was gone. 
And now yep. Butcher's back, and him and Huey are butting heads over the right way to do things. Huey wants yep. to not kill everybody. Butcher wants to kill them all. But then after those three episodes, after The Whale, that was kind of done. Like, if they'd kept that going throughout the season, like, hey, these two are fucking button heads, and it's going to come to something. I mean, yeah. that would and then, then they would have said, hey, he's just like your brother. You used to butt heads with him, too, but he was also your, you know, something. Yeah. But they didn't. <laughs> they dropped that thing, but then... The, but like they dropped it with Huey and Butcher after three episodes, but in episodes like five and then in seven again, it's like, but we're going to keep hitting it again, but, but you're not, there's no payoff. You're just doing it to fill time. It felt like, and that's yeah. where I talk about the pacing problems. It felt like it was not an evenly paced uh, season, the whole season through. Yeah. It's like they whiteboarded everything and someone come along and just randomly erase certain things. So <laughs> like somebody leaned it, somebody leaned against the whiteboard for episode four. So they're like, Fuck, like what are we going to do? Well, I don't know. It looks yeah. like we're going to have him talk to his mom. I, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. What, what did that say? Uh, it's probably not that important. Let's just keep moving on with the story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I liked the show. I thought the season one was better than season two. I thought season two drug at different times. Um, it felt like this season though, they like, Oh, people like the goofy shit we did. So we're going to really lean into the goofy, the absurd, the, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's fine. It's fun. It's funny. Um, but at the end of the day, like even the gill stuff with the deep, that went a little long. It's like, that was funny for five minutes for 10. It's kind of like, man, are we still doing this? And then you go somewhere else and you come back and he's still on the bed talking to his girls. It's like, fuck. And singing. And they're, they're singing together. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, that's kind of funny. But like you said, it's like, okay. You know, for it was, for me, it was my Carl dying in the walking <laughs> yeah. dead for you. Exactly. And I was just like, okay. All right. <laughs> hey, guess what? His gills are still singing somewhere. Yeah. And then they had the whole the whole introduction thing with the whole Green Arrow type character that got him into the church. And then the church yeah. is like, fuck that guy. And he's like, yeah, fuck that guy. And I understand that that's kind of funny. But it's like, dude, we spent all this time with a character that you just have to like two episodes, three episodes, you're like, eh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I mean, like I said, even the, even the guy that raced A-Train in season one got to go out with a head pop. We just fucked off with Green Lantern or Green Arrow. So, well, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, and they probably will just drop the quote unquote Green Arrow character. But it's like, okay, so with that going on, did he, is he going to come back and kind of him in the deep, you know, connect again and be like, whatever, bring him back that way? Or is he just, a character that's done. You know, like you said, they didn't necessarily kill him off. So right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We know we've got three seasons. We got a third season coming. They've already started working on it. The word is they've been picked up for a fourth season. So they're starting to outline that. So I just, I just hope that they even out some of the bumps, you know, keep the highs high, but maybe smooth out some of the lows. Well, I saw the character that they're bringing in soldier boy. Right. He's obviously a captain America person. I saw I was like, Okay, well, we've got all these DC knockoffs. Are we going to bring in Marvel knockoffs now, or how's that going to work? And I want to see more of Cindy, the escaped uh, chick that can, she's obviously bulletproof and she can. The the 11. It's like, hey, it's 11 from Stranger Things. Yeah. 
So I, I'm wondering if we'll see more of her or is it that she got a ride and she's gone and we don't <laughs> see her again? I don't, I don't know. So Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see what happens in season three. Well, let us know what you thought about The Boys season two. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. You can find links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. Coming up this week, we are going to do the same thing. Uh, Curtis and I, I know, are going to do this next week for Lovecraft Country. The season finale of that airs this Sunday over on HBO Max. So come back and check out what we thought about Lovecraft Country next week. If you've enjoyed this or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost you a thing. It really is one of the best ways to show your support for the show. I will say before we get off here, because we're talking all this superhero stuff, I believe, so when uh, Netflix started canceling shit, uh, like Daredevil, Punisher, Iron Fist, Luke, all those Marvel shows they had, the word at the time, and nobody has ever confirmed this, firmly said, yes, this is it. But according to everything that anybody could find and some of the conversations that were done, like interviews and stuff with some of the actors afterwards, it seems like there was a two-year period where when Netflix said, we're done with this, that uh-huh. nobody else could touch it. Yeah. But for Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which were the first two to get shit can to get canceled that two years ended a couple of days ago or ended earlier this week so it'll be interesting to see what that means if anything i know marvel's not in any hurry because they still got you know wandavision they still got the falcon winter soldier stuff they've got a nick fury show they're working on so they're not in a hurry to jump into that but they still you know, gotta get coronavirus gone yeah no shit this and all none of that's gonna happen for a minute um but it does i mean there's always that fan thought of, wow, it'd be fun if they would. Um, but, you know, there's a chance that, you know, later on this year and then early next year, like February of next year, I think it's the cutoff on everything. But uh-huh. at some point in the near, very near future, they're going to have, you know, Daredevil back. Daredevil was the next to get canceled because they waited on Punisher and Jessica Jones. It's, that was like February. Because yeah. they waited for that see this the last season of both of those before they officially canceled them. Um so I mean there's a chance that they could have those they certainly have the characters back and then depending on what the actors are doing, I haven't seen Iron Fist in anything <laughs> since Iron Fist. Uh not not saying that they should run out and grab him again, just saying I haven't seen him doing anything. Um, Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage, he's got a series over on CBS, but it's a really short, it's only like a 10 episode show as you know, per season as well. So that leaves a lot of time. So we'll see what happens with that. If anything, um, I'm looking forward to the, if we can get daredevil, if we can get the daredevil to show up in, you know, Spider-Man to be his lawyer, which yeah. is probably not going to happen. If anything, they would probably lean into like she Hulk being his lawyer because she's got a show coming. But yeah. it would be fun to kind of start dotting some of those I's and crossing those T's. And Well, even – and I would be fine, and I would understand if they would bring She-Hulk as his lawyer, but have some interaction where, you know, Daredevil, you know, Murdoch comes and they have a little conversation or something. Just, or even if he passes in the hall, yeah, just, yeah. just walking by each other. He, like, bumps into her or something. She's like, yeah, they, 
and Spider-Man's like, that guy's kind of a jerk. And she's like, oh, he's blind or something, you know, just some kind of, you know, just some kind of yeah. a little nod, a little tease. That would be amazing, actually. Yeah. And I, you know, I see him if they're going to bring back anybody. I, you know, uh, Luke Cage, that was such a good show. Like, right. I feel the same way about it as I do Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. They had issues that they brought up. They did it so well that it's like, I, I see what the deal, but it wasn't so in your face, but you knew, oh, yeah, these are things, you know. And he was, he did such a good part with that. And of course, Daredevil had the action and all that, you know. For me, if I never see Iron Fist again, yes, <laughs> I watch the shows. Right. And I did defend them because I try to love everything. But if I don't see that or Jessica Jones again, and I love, I can't remember her name that plays Jessica Jones, but I love her and everything she does. But Jessica Jones was just like, it was my nails on a chalkboard. I mean, right. it's just like, oh my gosh, is is anything going to happen? <laughs> no. Talk about like, pacing I, issues. I yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, you know, and I spent every season of that going, okay, something, we're getting towards the end. What's going on, you know? And yeah, a little something happened, but not the payoff, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... But yeah. I, I, I think I think I would, if, if we can get Daredevil back, if we can get Charlie Cox back as Daredevil, he's the one that like, yeah, he and I mean I, I just think that Luke Cage is such a small niche market, or at least I think they think it is that I don't uh, see it coming back. I I don't see Iron Fist coming back because nobody liked that shit anyway, no. unless unless he pops up in the fucking the Kung Fu. And you know, movie that they're making, or what a Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, or whatever. He may have like yeah. a cameo in that or something, but I, well, I don't. I don't care to see him. Was, who was the? And I'm terrible because my mind just, you know, once something's gone, it's gone for me. But the two ladies in there that they were talking about potentially making a spinoff. Oh, the daughters of the dragon. Yeah. Yeah, like that is more interesting. Me, yeah, without even existing, I was more involved <laughs> in that than I was all of Iron Fist. Yeah. So, so it'd be nice to get Luke Cage back. I don't think we will. It would. I think you know if they're going to save anything or salvage anything out of that, um, I would like to see Daredevil, but I don't even necessarily have to see Daredevil. I really just want to see uh, Wilson Fisk, Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk. Again. Yes. I, could, I really uh, I, I like Daredevil, but I like the Fisk more than the Daredevil. And you know, because he can go through all of those movies because he's got something to do with Spider-Man, Fantastic yeah. Four, blah blah blah, all that. And he, you know, I was a little worried because I I did watch some of, uh, uh spe- not uh, SVU or whatever, right. but that thing that he was on. Yeah, and I was like, oh no. You know, is that who he's going to be? And no, he was this awesome character. And he just, he was that character. And it's just like, okay, I want to see more of him. Yeah, I'd like to see more of him. And I didn't care for the Punisher series, but I did like 
uh, what's his nuts, Shane, as the Punisher. Yeah. So if you're gonna, yeah. if you got to bring the Punisher back, I would bring him back as the Punisher. I'd bring Fisk, you know, I'd bring Vincent D'Onofrio back as Fisk, and probably, you know, you could. I, I think Charlie Cox did a good enough job with Daredevil that everybody likes him. But you know, you could just about go with anybody for Daredevil. Um, but I think you got to bring it back at some point. I mean, yeah. Well, the other characters like they work in small bits. So right. Thinking of the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, right. they would bring a man to do a few little things. Do that with them. Yeah. Bring a man to help out in that scene, save Spider-Man for something, and then you know, thank you. Yep. Be on your way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you could bring Foggy back. I'd like to see some more Foggy. If you're not going to bring, if you're not going to bring Daredevil in as a lawyer, bring Foggy back. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Because you know he's, he's not doing shit. Yeah, he fits into all the different ones too. So bring him in as their, you know, yeah. like he's the main because obviously Murdoch's out being Daredevil, so right. he has to kind of like in the last season of Daredevil, he was carrying yep. the lawyering, you know. So yeah, and that's the thing, you know, you know, he can be like, look, I, I, you know, Peter Parker's secret identity's out to the world. He needs a lawyer. It's like, look, I know something about how this shit works. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can have Foggy come in, not even reference Netflix at all, and just be like, buddy, listen, <laughs> I, I got some experience in this. I can help you out with this or something. You know, just kind of exactly. nod, a wink and, and a nod, and move on. And, you know, it's, it does kind of seem, and it's not a lot, of course. I'm being very liberal with what I'm saying here, but people – what have, get characters like the guy who plays Foggy, the way he plays it, and just how he is and everything. They want to see if you're going to put a Foggy in this, it's got to be him. Yep. You know, and I, I want him to carry over into it like they've done, you know, like with uh, the guy who plays Constantine. Right. You know, he's Constantine here. Let's be Constantine and, you know, different things. So I, people kind of want that. And so, they're not a big character. They're not the main character. Well, Constantine, but I mean, like Foggy, not the main character. So why not pull him on in and give him these little fun things, you know? Yeah, you, he's only going to be out. He's he's going to shoot for like two days, three days most on a movie. Yep. He's going to have a couple scenes here and there. And yeah, and it's and it it gets him work. It gets him paid. He does a, just a, he does a fine job. I mean, he's not you're not going to find another person for that role that's going to do that role better. Plus, you've exactly. already got the the audience already has connected him, and it's fun for people watching it. Like, yep. oh shit, hey, that's yep. fun. You know, you you did that. I know that. I get that reference or whatever. You know. It's, oh yeah, we pop hard. You know, I can imagine being in a theater and all and foggy shows up. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and half the people be like, "What the fuck's he talking about?" The other half be like, "Yeah, that's foggy." So watch Daredevil on Netflix. Keep watching this. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else. I think that's about it. Oh, I did see. So the other day, one of these cheesy ass networks was on, and they had like the Hulk marathon, but it wasn't. It was the Incredible Hulk, the, the old TV show, but it wasn't oh. the show. It was the movies that they did, like the made for TV movies oh, yeah. that they did. Like they did one with Hulk and Daredevil, where the Hulk was on trial and Daredevil was trying to you know help him out and stuff, and he's going up again, yeah. taking down Fisk. But they did the one with Hulk and Thor. I don't know if you remember yep. that one at all. I do. I never. I, I, it's been you know thirty years since I've seen it or whatever, however long it's been. But that's the guy that played uh, Little John in the Robin Hood Mel Brooks movie. 
Yes. He's also in some like Disney Channel shit and stuff. He always plays like oh. the dad and stuff. I was like, oh my God, that's him. He's fucking Thor. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if, what did I watch him on? Was it Disney Plus or, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. Whatever I watched it on, um, there for a while they had the like old Shazam, old Batman, old. Right. Captain America movie, old Wonder Woman movies, you know, and the old Hulk ones and stuff. So I sat down and watched a lot of those, and I was like, "Man, the, I was hoping they held up a little better, <laughs> like they did in my mind, you know." Oh, but but that's the was, only that's the only Hulk and Thor or Hulk and Daredevil team up that we had. That was like that yeah. was the shit right there. Oh gosh, and I remember, I remember that from my memory of it as a kid was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so amazing," you know. So. And that was a little different. Now, for me, the Hulk stuff holds up a little more just because I love, like, the Hulk is my character. Like, him, right. Solomon Grundy, those and, guys and they, are like... And the thing, the good thing is they spent so many episodes, you got to feel for that character. You kind of like, yeah. you know, you. it's not like, you know, where you get, hey, you're going to get 10 episodes, you know, in two seasons, so you only get 20 episodes. No, the Hulk, man, that thing was on forever. So yeah. You, you felt like that connection, like, that's my Hulk, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyhow that's gonna wrap us up i think we've talked long enough that's yeah. gonna wrap us up for this week again come back next week we're gonna do this again with lovecraft country over on hbo max um but let us know again let us know what you thought about the boys season two are you looking forward to season three what are you hoping that you'll see in season three uh let us know you can hit us up on social media with that in the meantime until we see you again be safe be healthy be happy we will talk to you later say goodbye kenny Later. See you later, guys. Take care. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.